And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Me podcast with Mickey Brennan and Davey Rispin. And, uh, on this episode of the We Are Me uh, podcast, we have loads to get through. We've got the results from the weekend, a lot of meet teams out in Leinster, um, Leinster Club Championship. Uh, there's some fixtures coming up as well for the following week and we'll also be going to our usual segments, the Lotto and the Instagram Interactive. Davey, um, you were away for the weekend yourself, but I'm sure you were keeping a close eye on what was happening in Mead Circles. Absolutely, Mickey. Yeah, I suppose a monumentous weekend in terms of uh, the first ever adult championship final uh, going to penalty kicks between Drumcondreth and Dundry. That had to be settled the Division 3 Premier Final on Saturday in Park Tolls in a monumentous and historic occasion, almost played in the dark on uh, Saturday evening, which was astounding. Um, and then, of course, the Leinster Championship continued. We obviously had trim on Wednesday night, uh, defeating St. Feckins of Louth. And then the ladies took centre stage on Sunday, Mickey. Um, I know you were keeping a close eye on Dunboyne, who unfortunately were the only one of our three ladies teams to get a win in the provincial championships this weekend. Yeah, and uh, and stole it, to be honest with you. Whereas with Screen and Navin O'Matney's, they can feel um, feel aggrieved uh, at how they lost their games, whereas Dunboyne, um, you know, will will count themselves very lucky to have got through a, an unbelievably good Tinnahili side. Um, we'll come back to that in a couple of moments' time, but we will go through the the, the results. And you you mentioned the Drumcondra Dundery game; it ended up six five in penalties, uh, twelve points to one nine after extra time. So well done to Drumcondra. The, Obviously, a good move for them, Davy, dropping down the ranks um, for their um, twenty twenty one championship season. Yeah, I suppose you could say that. Like you know, you know what I feel about first teams playing uh, in a, in a second team competition and that. But it is what it is. I suppose the the flip side of that is St Mary's. You know, and I I would have thought they'd have been well set up for a tilt at, at the junior championship from what I've seen. They didn't even make the semi finals of the Premier Three. So on the flip side, they'll probably be saying. You know, why do we do that? Whereas Trim Conrad maybe are saying the opposite to that. It's probably a boost them going into maybe junior two next year, I'd imagine. Um Dundry will be disappointed, but I, I think they you know they that their first team kind of pulled a little bit too much from them throughout the course of the year and they were left with limited enough numbers against the kind of rejuvenated Drum Conrad side. Yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, like Drum Condra didn't have it all their own way in that division and had to fight for all their, their, their wins. So they probably were playing at the right level for them. I know you don't like first teams playing in 
reserve uh, divisions and whatever, but I suppose they're in the rebuilding process. And then uh, Trim got the better of Navin O'Matney's in the Premier Division 7 uh, final, and the St. Column Kills, they collected the Premier Division 8 with a win over Waterstown. Again, another one that went to extra time. It finished 2-12 to 1-13. So, um, you know, the boys will be celebrating over there in Leighton. David, to go to the results from uh, the Leinster Club Championships. We'll start on Wednesday night. You were at this game in Ashburn. Trim versus St. Feckins. And a four-point victory for Trim. But I suppose they didn't have it all their own way. And, you know, a goal in the final moments for St. Feckins. Probably put a bit of gloss on the scoreline, but maybe that was a fair, fairer um, um, reflection on the game um, with them getting that late goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's well summed up, to be honest, which is there were good value for a seven-point win in the end. But in saying that, you would have felt seven points was almost harsh on the fact it's the way it went, you know, um, because, you know, Trim had a man sent off before half time. They went five points up. Um, but in that time, Feckins had a couple of excellent goal opportunities, which they didn't take. Trim, on the other hand, got one opportunity through Alan Douglas and they dispatched it with a plum. Um, they were clinical, they were professional. It was a really good performance. And to be honest with you, it was a very good quality game for this time of year. I know, you know when the weather gets cold, the pitches get a little bit more um, softer, that the quality of football can deteriorate as a result, Mickey. But I have to say... It was probably one of the best and most enjoyable games of football I've seen so far this year. And I think Trim will be pleased with the sort of test to come through it. Do you know what I mean? And it's a completely different test to come through, having been reduced to 14 men. They haven't had to do that at any stage this year against a pretty decent opposition in St. Fackett. So they'll go on to uh, the quarterfinals next weekend and, and they'll be going into that with uh, great confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for a full review of the um, Trim versus St. Feckins game, we've put this uh, podcast podcast out already. We put it out on Friday or Saturday morning. And um, it, uh, it is a full review of the match with interviews from Kevin Riley, uh, Rob Burke and Kieran O'Rourke from the Victoria's Trim side. And uh, as you said, David, they will go on to face the Kilkenny champions um, in the quarterfinal. Is it the semi-final? Quarterfinal, I it? think it's I think it's the quarterfinal, yeah. Yeah, I think it is the quarterfinal. Uh, it's at 1pm next Saturday. We presume it's in Park Todgeon, um, so we do. Um, it will be the Kilkenny Senior Championship Champions, which is Thomastown, I believe. Is that right, Davey? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think they came through a couple of years ago as well. So no mugs, but you'd, you'd sort of have to fancy trim the way they're motoring at the minute, Mick. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that game is Saturday, as we said, uh, at 1pm in a home venue, uh, a mead venue for Trim, and we presume it's going to be Park Tolchin. Um On Saturday uh, in the Leinster Ladies um, in Junior uh, Club Championship, O'Matneys were taking on the Longford Slashers, and a late goal here for Longford Slashers saw them steal a victory, um, 3-12 to Navin O'Matneys, 3-11, and it's the end of the road for this very young and um, you know, enthusiastic Navin O'Matney side, very, very unlucky, Davy Rusman, and um, you know, but they'll gain great experience from that uh, that game against the Slashers. Yeah, it's a tough one to take. I know the Slashers are always quite a decent side. Um, it, I know we're going to talk about St. Peter's Dubine in a couple of minutes' time, Mickey, but the complete opposite emotion to which St. Peter's Dubine experienced on Sunday with Navin O'Matney's conceding, you know, a goal with the last kick of the game essentially. 
but an absolutely quality encounter 311 to 312 it finished in in favor of the slashers and Navin O'Mahony's kind of led a lot of the way through you know so they'll be really disappointed to probably you know cough up that sort of defeat at the end but as you mentioned they'll probably take great credit from the year as a whole Mickey um they've they've been brilliant you know and they've, they've gone up as great champions and they're going to go up to senior football and I think they'll do all right you know I think they've done it the right way they've rebuilt from junior right through intermediate in the cup get back to senior football and I would expect them to you know certainly hold their own and, and pull a few punches next year when they get back into senior football yeah, absolutely. It was disappointing. They led by six points at half time. It was two nine to one six to Navin O'Matney's. They led by four points as well going into the last five minutes of the game. Um, I was following that one and the slashers kicked two points and then with the last practically the last kick of the game they got the goal to seal the victory for the slashers. Then on Sunday, I believe this one was, it was uh, Screen taking on St. Jude's Dublin. And this one finished 3-7 to St. Jude's. That's 16 points to Screen's 110. Again, Screen led in this game for large portions of it, but goals win games, Davey Rusman. Absolutely, Mickey. And I suppose a big test for, for Screen or a big step up in, in, in class and quality as well. They're, they're absolutely no mugs. They've kind of sailed through me to, to, to large intensive purposes, but it's a big step up. When you go into Leinster, particularly when you play a Dublin team in, in St. Jude's, they're quite seasoned as well. Um, I've seen screen firsthand like that too, and, and they've been knocking on the door for a few years, Mickey. So disappointed to go out, but as you mentioned, you know, extremely probably proud of their efforts. Mick O'Dowd will be disappointed, no doubt, with the fact that they haven't advanced through. But again, they'll go up into intermediate football next year, and I'd say they'll be a tough nut to crack for anyone that uh, is unfortunate enough to cross paths with them. Yeah, um, you know, definitely an, a team that are going to make great strides, I'd say, um, uh, over the coming year. They did trail by a goal at half time. They got it back, I think, by the second water break. They were leading by two points. Um, and it was just the final quarter where um, St. Jude's got those two goals and put a little bit of distance between the teams. Um, Davey, the final uh, game of the weekend was Dumboyne against Tinny Healy. This game was played in Tinnahili on Sunday at 1.30 and a very, very interesting one this. Dumbine raced into a five points to one lead, Davy. Um Tinnahili came back, took the lead, then Dumbine, you know, got back on uh, on level terms and it just uh, it, this game it was it was nineteen scores to sixteen and I suppose like it was a, it was a it was a really good game. Two contrasting styles of football. Tinny Healy did this really high press on um, Dumboyne and made it very difficult. Like Dumboyne kick, like from the kick out, like they they very rarely won their own kick out. It was it was a really really weird uh, scenario. But now, and f- having said that as well, I thought the referee was very harsh. On Dumboyne and gave Tinahili a lot of uh, handy frees, and I thought that myself watching it. And then afterwards, I just saw a few comments online and whatever, um, about how how tough they thought that the referee was, and that was from people that were at the game and um, that were there in person. But, um, in fairness to Tinahili, they, they they did seem to play all the football, and they had a girl there, Gorman, who just lit lit the the pitch up with with some fantastic play. But look. You know, while 
Emma Duggan scored one nine on the day. She was she was kept relatively quiet, and that sounds kind of mad. Um, she, herself and Vicky and Shelley Melia uh, were involved in a lot of the play for um, Dunboyne. But I wouldn't say that Vicky or Emma Duggan had their best outings. Um, now, when they were needed and they needed to step up, they did. But there was an, it was a very mistake-ridden match for Dunboyne. Uh, Tinahili made less mistakes, but their shooting boots were, were not with them on the day. And I suppose that was due to the fact that Dunboyne put an awful lot of pressure on them. Um, it looked like the game was gone. Um, Tinahili were after coming from four points down and drawing level and then go ahead and then Emma Duggan scores a point to bring it to extra time. And then again, Tinahili um, stretched ahead in, in extra time. Dunboyne got it back to within two points and then a very fortuitous goal right at the death. I think it was 18 minutes into the into added time or into extra time. So there was about a minute and a half left of no, of, of, the, of the extra time. And um, Emma Duggan's shot was deflected goalward by one of the defenders from Tinahili and it went straight into the roof of the net. And in fairness to Dunboyne, they saw it out then. The tackling was brilliant, but... They will be absolutely over the moon with this win. And the good thing about it is they won not playing well. There's a lot of room for improvement for the Leinster final against the Fox Rock Cabantilio. I think are going think this is their sixth Leinster final in a row. Yeah, well, they've won six in a row in Dublin, Mickey. But, I mean, in the year of all years in which we've seen amazing comebacks from the Mead ladies, isn't it just... I suppose, a hallmark or a trait now that St. Peter's to bind heavily, I suppose, featuring some of those girls that, that did ever so well with Mead, came to the fore once again when they needed them. I was actually, I, I heard from someone else who was at this game and they said the tackling in it was absolutely immense for both sets of teams. They said compared to, you know, you go to lads game and you'd you'd walk away from it. This game was absolutely sensational, I believe. Um, and I was laughing when you were talking about the referee because you must have seen some of the Instagram interactive, which we're going to come to in a while. There's a few no, disgruntled Dunboyne uh, supporters who weren't too pleased, let's just say, with the referee. We'll come to that later on, but it's just gas that you mentioned it too from a neutral's perspective, so to speak. But thankfully, that didn't cost them. And you know what? Coming through a test like that, like we've seen with sort of Mead in the semi-final, it, it can often be just the, the kick you need and they're going to go into the final and they're going to be underdogs you know, similar to what Mead were against the Dubs, and it is going to be Mead against Dublin again. I've seen this Fox Rock Cabantilli team. It's it's gone back five or six years actually now, but they were absolutely outstanding. But to me, there's very much similar traits to the way in which Dunboyne play to, to what they've done at a club scene, if that makes sense. So, you know, it should be an absolutely fantastic game uh, next weekend. I think that you have a fixture for that, Mickey? Yeah, we do indeed. It's Dunboyne against Fox Rock. Fox Rock Cabantili on Sunday next at 1.30 in Kinnegadden. You know, it's unfortunate because it does actually coincide with the Mead Senior Champions, Wolf Tones, and uh, their Leinster campaign kicks off next Sunday against Kilmacrug Croaks at this very same time in Park Tolchin. So um, I suppose there'll be a split in the county. One half of the county south will go down to Kinnegad and the north will go into Park Tolchin to support Wolf Tones. But look, it's brilliant to have our two senior champions in the ladies, Dunboyne, and in the men's, Wolf Tones, 
out next Sunday in the Leinster Championship. Yeah, it's fantastic, Mickey. Absolutely brilliant to, I suppose, have both going in. Um, Trim still going strong as well. So there are sort of three big hopes. And of course, not to forget uh, Kildalki will also be starting their Leinster voyage when they take on the awfully senior B champions, I believe, next weekend as well. So, um, you know, great to still have three or four teams going strong on the the provincial front. And we hope that this time next week when we're back uh, in touch, Mickey, that they'll still be there. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn Placing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, moving on, and um, I suppose something that's got great traction in the last couple of weeks on our podcast was the managerial merry-go-round. I just want to check in with you and just see, has there been anybody else? Have you heard any more um, movers or shakers in the managerial front across Mead? I actually haven't, to be honest with you, and I haven't seen too many clubs announcing anything, so, uh, you know, it's it's kind of getting, like, we're nearly at the end of November now, and you'd imagine teams would start to be announcing managers and you know getting plans in place for next year but very little to report of as of yet we'll do a little bit more digging next week and we'll hopefully have a bit more news for the listeners then yeah we'll put a show together maybe next week if there is a load of um updates on the managerial merry-go-round front but uh for now it's all quiet we've i suppose we've we've done all the announcements we can do for now and all the all the committees and everything are all in little bunkers probably uh, try to figure out who's going to be over their team for next year and who's going to bring the success to the team that didn't get success last year. So it'll be very interesting to follow. David, we'll run, move on now to our lotto segment and uh, we'll kick it off with the clubs that have been in contact with you. Absolutely, Mickey. The first one up is Dunshockland and Royal Gales. The numbers drawn from last week's lotto were 4-12. 14 and 18 there's no jackpot winner but they had three match three winners who collect 70 euro each jimmy calorian martin ryan and Anne marie ward the next draw takes place on monday the 29th of november at half eight live on facebook uh 30 euro for jackpot 30 euro for reserve at 3800 of a second reserve you can play that one on club force and um, minolte gfc are next in with their one whenever it loads for me um any time now Hopefully it's not actually going to load for me. So um, I'm trying to make it out, but I think their 15,000 euro jackpot, I believe was not one. Uh, it takes place every Sunday night, so it will crack on for another week. Um, my own core town GFC, 7,000 euro jackpot was not one. Uh, the numbers drawn were 1, 25, 29 and 32. Five 20 euro winners were Davy Flanagan, Laura Tully, Martina McHugh, Fiona Kelly and Abby and Lizzie. Uh, done. Next week's jackpot is €7,100. We had a €50 Hogan's Found voucher, which went to Julianne Phillips. And you can play that one at courttownga.com forward slash lotto. Gil Colm Hill, next in, €12,000 for jackpot was not won. And for the second consecutive week, Mickey, they didn't have a match three winner either. The numbers drawn were 7, 11, 21 and 22. I beg your pardon, though. 
<laughs> there was uh, a whole host of twenty or of match three winners. Uh, <laughs> bear with me a second, and I'll try and read these all out. Niall Lynch, Mary Flanagan, Barry Smith, Linda McDonnell, Barry Tormey, J.P. Rourke, Eilish McKenna, Catherine Keegan, Eamon Morris, Serena Gavin, Grania Coogan, Mary Daly, Sandra Quigley, and Annie McGlynn. I make that fourteen or fifteen match three winners. How the hell was the jackpot not won? Um, <laughs> But anyway, they get a share of 150, which is probably about a tenner each. <laughs> but uh, um, it rolls on anyway for another week at 12,000 euro uh, next Thursday night. You can play that one at Gail Colin Gill's website. Uh, Minalty, or sorry, Minalvi GFC is the last one on my agenda, Mickey. 10,000 euro for jackpot, which it's currently capped at. Reserve increases to 8,000 euro this Monday night coming. You can play online at minalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Last week's results. Number strong were 6, 7, 11, and 24. Three 20 euro winners were Grace Bryan, Carmel Bennett, and Frank O'Sullivan. No bother. And uh, the ones that I have in from Central Sound GFC Lotto, uh, this week's numbers or last week's numbers were 9, 10, 15, and 16. There was no jackpot winner. The jackpot is 10,000 euro. It's capped at 10,000 euro. Um, there was five 25 euro winners. They were Shane Finnegan, Sharon Garrity, Diane Matthews, Marie Matthews, and Joe O'Brien. You can do it on the smartlotto.ie forward slash Centralstown or go to any of their social media pages and you'll find the link there. Simonstown Lotto last week was 7,200 and there was no winner. Match three winners was, there was only one and that was Loretta O'Brien. The numbers were on were 1, 6, 13 and 26. We had two of them, Davey Rispin, and uh, we'll be hoping for four next week. And next week's uh, Lotto will be 7,250. You can play online and uh, on the club's app app or you can go to any of their social media pages and you will find the link there lush beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to ga pitches at Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower smart home compatible and if that isn't your cup of tea automower from your phone Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davy, it is time now to move on to our Instagram interactive. And uh, as you've said already, or given me a little bit of a hint to already, we should be seeing a lot from the Dumboyne faithful here. Absolutely, yeah. That's going to come a little bit down the track. The first one is from the man himself, Jelly, who uh, is obviously busy nowadays settling into his new gig, but he was wants to talk about Bray Wanderers and Cabin Teeley's amalgamation for the League of Ireland Division 1 next season. Yeah, well, we might, we might touch on that next season, Davey. <laughs> that's all right mickey yeah happy to do that uh, we'll get the league of ireland out of the way then altogether. and uh jack walsh says uh, fa cup final day but he's followed that up by saying robbie benson the coolest man in the aviva today fai cup final day was it it was indeed yeah was it you weren't aware of it mickey i wasn't aware of it davy no i wasn't aware of it i do get to see some of the league of ireland matches because they They'd be on on a Friday night when I'm just sitting down. Kids are gone to bed. I'm going to have a cup of tea. And the next thing is I flip through the channels. And I go, God, that's like, that looks like soccer. 
but it's not soccer. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the boys will love that. <laughs> Straight uh, at Jack Walsh. Like, you know, in all, in all, I, I think, in all fairness, they should show the bloody uh, Meaden District League um, above any of them. Like, Jesus. Okay, uh, next one is from Ronan Conheedy. And before I read this one out, I want to completely distance myself from this comment, Mickey, because I am not the um, Herlin correspondent on the podcast any longer. That is your job. So um, just before I read this one, I just said I'd get that one out. Can he I, can said, you, uh, well, well, before you, uh, and can I get mine out? Um, you're yeah. still the Herlin correspondent. It's just I'm the small ball expert. That's all it is. Okay. Well, to me, this classes as small ball and uh Ronan wants to know why there was no mention of the minor hurling final in last week's podcast um we didn't get any information on it we weren't sent anything um from the minor hurling final um so sorry about that um but if he does have some information and some um match reports please do send them in and we will you know take them into account for the podcast we're not avoiding it we're just we can't cover everything, you know, that's all that is. Uh, lucky to be working, a.k.a. David Ferris, has said that Johnny Myler needs encouragement. Well, Davey, I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, and uh, funny funny that he comes in with that because um, he's actually been tipped up here by uh, none other than Sean Duggan to take a job with uh, the Mead Senior Footballers next year. Sean Duggan says, lucky to be working as the new strength and conditioning coach with uh, the Mead Senior team. Is that Sean Duggan is the new strength and conditioning? <laughs> no, uh, that, that's David Ferris, lucky to be working, um, who's also said that Dunboyne women are, are athletes. They are. They are. They're, 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 yeah. they're, you know, the, the style of football they, they play, they have to be athletes or they wouldn't be able to play and win as much as they do. He's turning into a bit of a, a character, Mickey, this fella. I, I know you're not on Instagram, so you probably won't be aware of his credentials, but uh, he has the potential to turn himself into a bit of a Buff Egan sort of character. I'm sure you're aware of Buff Egan from the Kingdom of Kerry. Uh, David Ferris is certainly going down a similar route to his. Is he going to become an influencer or something? He's well on the way. Okay. Okay, I can't wait to see what kind of style he reckons we should all be wearing for Christmas. Uh, yeah, you'll need a bit of encouragement though, Mickey. Hey! <laughs> uh, Luke Casey is next in and he said, great weekend for Navin and Matinees. I suppose it was a good weekend, but they lost a couple of finals as well. So I don't know, it was yeah. a great weekend. Yeah, I think... Uh, um... Yeah, were they playing in a relegation uh, playoff in the Camogie as well? Yeah, but you know, beaten in the Premier semi-final, ladies were yeah. beaten. Uh, and the ladies were the, beaten. The one in under fifteen, which actually I, I might come to now because Navan and Matneys themselves have gotten in touch, and uh, it was of course the Paddy O'Brien Cup yeah. at under fifteen Division One, which is obviously a fantastic win for them uh, with Paddy O'Brien, and it's the first time I think they've got their hands in that cup. So. Uh, Navin and Matney's come in to say Paddy O'Brien Cup staying in Bruce Hill, which indeed it is. They won it in Bruce Hill, and that's where it's going to stay for the winter months. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and well deserved. And uh, as we've said about Navin and Matney's at the moment, they are doing great work over the last couple of years at the underage, uh, uh, with, with their underage structures and stuff. And they will see the fruit of that 
but it's going to be a couple of years before that makes its way onto that senior team. So if the senior team can stay in senior as long as possible, there are unbelievable players coming through the ranks for them. Yeah, they just followed that up by saying heartbreak for Nam ladies, but what a year. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, it was heartbreak for them. It was stolen off them in the end. Um, and they did look like they were going to go on and win it. But, um, say la vie, such is football. Yeah, very much so. Joseph Shepherd Brady uh, asked for our Leinster club um, and hurling predictions. Uh, well, Davey, I'll, I'll let you go first on that one. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I think the Wolf Tones are going to win and I think Kildaki are going to win the uh, the Intermediate Ireland. So they're my two predictions. And Trim are going to win the Intermediate Football as well, which they've been instilled as 15-8 favourites after their win on Wednesday night. So that's positive. Yeah, and if Wolf Tones, or when Wolf Tones beat Kilmacud Croaks, they'll be playing the winners of St. Lomans or Port Allington from Leash. So, yeah, handy run. And they'll be in Crow Park as well. Yeah, semi-final in Crow Park. So, um, yeah, handy little run for them there. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with all you said, Davey. Aaron Lynch said, Trim winning everything. I know, Aaron. No, no, Aaron. Don't get too big for your boots, Lynchy. <laughs> um, yeah, look, um, if, if, if Trimmer are going to go out and win more trophies this year, he's going to have to get back scoring goals. Um, you know, I, I wasn't impressed with him on Wednesday night, not hitting the back of the net. Um, five points, yeah, Aaron, I'd expect that from you, but I also expect you to hit the goal, hit the, the onion bag once or twice as well. So... Um, he's just saving it for a rainy day mickey will you well, relax he better be he better be <laughs> uh the next one comes in from uh damien farley and he said kilmain and wood minor division four champions bright future ahead they beat uh Bechtev and dunsany in Corton on thursday night so great win for the wood and that was kilmain and wood in their own they weren't amalgamated with anybody no else. no it's, absolutely it's incredible, absolutely brilliant yeah. yeah absolutely great and just going back to uh, Aaron Lynch as well winning everything I think he was on about the Premier 7 as well um, yeah. and uh, great weekend for Trim and, and that game which could have been played the same weekend as, as the intermediate final was postponed uh, right up until now so well done to the lads in Trim I suppose they still would have been able to get training with the, with the senior team and all that Like so um, yeah well done to everybody in Trim there it's all going well and Fergal Lynch I believe a friend a good friend of ours was over that Premier 7 team he was indeed, yeah, absolutely. Uh, congrats to Fergal. Uh, Daniel Farley next in, and he said, Zig Griffin wearing odd boots. Talk to me, Davey. I don't know, uh, Zach. Uh, I didn't think that would be his sort of forte, but he's playing a bit of second-team football with Kells, soccer. And, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the, the scoop is with that, but I can find that out, Mickey. Yeah, I thought the soccer season was over. Um, no, still going. It's over for and, me, and that actually brings me to, to Beanie Faulkner, who said that Sean Fitzgerald was taken off at half time after giving away two goals in the FAI Cup for Trim. Yeah, look, he just needs to stick to the gap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, very much so. Keith B, 2004, said Stephen Crosby for Drum Condrat. You'd know more about him than I would, Davy. Uh, no, not, not not particularly. Ah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, he captained Conrad, obviously, to that uh, historic uh, Premier Division 3 title over uh, uh, Dundry on uh, Saturday, Mickey. 
Okay, yeah, go on. Uh, like, you're yeah. almost speechless there for a second. I, I am, I am. I'm just, I'm just watching, just watching you dig that hole. But keep going. Carl Fleming next in, and he said Alan Douglas's transfer to Kiltail after his recent engagement. He um, was actually congratulations to Dougie. He got engaged to uh, Sarah Kelly, daughter of Paddy Kelly's from Kiltail in the week. So uh, that could be a possible massive transfer saga over the winter months. Let's just keep an eye on it. Yeah, and then will that mean he'll play for Summerhill or Manalvi then? I would say Manalvi. Oh, fuck. Jeez. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, could come up against so I can see Group A of the of the uh, senior championship next year now being Trim, Navanomatnis, and Winalvi. You know, we just uh, this this story just keeps growing legs. <laughs> Alan Moore is next in, and he said Davy is enjoying the Irish scenic views these days. Davy, do you want to tell us more? I was, I was down in West Cork, Mickey, um, trying to find a few players for Corton for next year, but <laughs> there was there was nothing. We just don't um, play hurling. <laughs> no, but there was no footballers or hurlers even. There was nothing. To, but uh, no, it was uh, brilliant and well earned. Uh, a few days away, Mickey. So uh, getting plenty of uh, fresh country air as well. In did you visit Law when you were down there in West Cork? No, I'll tell you where I was, actually. Um, I was in, uh, or close to, uh, Sophie du... So, Sophie de, de, Tuscon, de, de Plantier's so, house, yeah. Tuscon de Plantier. Yeah, and uh, put up an Instagram and uh, asked people to guess where I was. And uh, <laughs> P.S. Taves, who actually didn't come in with an Instagram and hasn't really for a few weeks. Um, so he's he's not well. I met him the other night. He's not feeling the May West at the moment. Okay, right. He he said it was murder tourism is what I was on, but <laughs> no, no, incredible. Like there's some great sights and scenes down there. So I'd recommend Alan. He's a bit of a journeyman. I'd recommend him getting down there and enjoying a weekend away. Did you meet um, Ian Bailey while you were there? I looked for Ian Bailey, Mickey. Would you believe? But uh, he does, I believe, work in a local market in Skibbereen and. Uh, called out there on Saturday morning, but there was no sign or scene of him. Um, and thankfully there wasn't any sight of him close to Sophie's house either. So, or, or that bridge in question. So he's distanced himself from that. Yeah. Well, he has, he's kept himself right in the mix of that. So he has, but I never, let's move on. We'll yeah, quickly. The murder mystery show. <laughs> uh, Shane Mangan is next in and he said, Kieran Flake, Kieran Flynn loves flaking. <laughs> that is for sure he loves a bit of flake and he was saying it to me on the weekend as well I was saying last weekend after the hurling final I thought that the referee let an awful lot go I mean they brought in a loud referee for the final um, for the mid senior final and literally he just let it go and I said it to Kieran Flynn afterwards and he goes sure, Jesus Christ isn't it great to see a bit of flaking <laughs> well, well Sean Doyle I don't think does because he said does Kieran Flynn hate free takers <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Flynn, Flynn was doing a, a, a cup final over the weekend in Hurland as well, Mickey. Um, ah. And and I said, you know, he must be the new Mick Ryan. Mick Ryan was, you know, uh, play away or play on. Kieran Flynn is flake on or flake away. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's the new man on the block. But uh, good luck to him. He's not fond of the whistle. No, absolutely not. Uh, Laura Mack, 3-2-1, said John Conrad versus Dundry down to penalties with the monkey emoji. Yeah, well, they won it. John Conrad won it 6-5. Uh, 
um, in the end and the first ever as Davy said adult final to go to uh, penalties in, in mead football so they have a little bit of history there as well Absolutely. Uh, the attention turns to Dunboyne with Paul Munley asking, uh, he says, not a talking point of such, but why did the Dunboyne ladies wear blue and red and the lads wear black and amber? And uh, I actually have the answer to that. I don't oh, know. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Um, there was a good few people from Dunboyne in touch after seeing this, and they said the reason is because essentially up until recently, there were two different clubs. I was going to so say it's only amalgamation. Exactly. It's only in recent years that they've actually come under the one St. Peter's Dunboy umbrella. Um, now, that probably doesn't explain the point as to why, you know, the blue and red was always there as such. We, we probably will never quite know that. But they, they went with, I believe, a condition that they'd keep those colours themselves. And, you know, it served them quite well up to this point. So, um, but I think that's the, the long and short of it, basically. Who, who was it an amalgamation of? Dumboyne and who? Nafina or somewhere? No, I don't. I don't think it was an amalgamation at all. But they were just their own club or their own separate entity, basically. Like they were to Peter's, they were Dunboyne, but they weren't with the lads. Whereas you know, okay. I'm trying to think of Navan Matnies, for example, are, are sort of under the one. But up until recently, uh, the two Dunboyne, the lads and ladies, weren't. Okay. Okay. Which is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, Joe McQueenie uh, said, Dumboyan ladies somehow pulling out the win despite the best efforts of the referee. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I did touch on that. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be, you know, bringing that up earlier on. But I said, you know, I'll just, I'll just touch on it quickly. And then when you smiled and said, look, there's loads of Instagram in, interactive about it. I then realized maybe I wasn't being biased and that, like, there was a lot of, soft freeze given to uh, Tina Healy. And then there was like Dunboyne girls being pulled and dragged and kicked and everything. And, and you know, and, and, and he wasn't blowing the whistle. And, and like in fairness to Tina Healy, they were just playing the game. They were getting on with it. If the whistle blew, they'd step back and let the free be taken or whatever. But they knew, I think, themselves that they were getting away with a little bit more than Dunboyne were. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons your authorised Automore dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Sean Hughes wasn't just as subtle as that because he said Dumboyne rode by the referee and still pulled it out of the fire. Yeah, they did. And now look, this is twofold. The referee was very, very poor, but Dumboyne weren't at their at their best either at the, you know at, at their very best at the same time now um they could have been you know had the maybe those decisions may have changed the game um had had he blown the whistle a few times um in favor of Dunboyne or not blown the whistle in favor of Tilly Healy and it could have been a different story but as i said you know for them to play poorly to win and to beat a referee as well on the day is a fabulous result for, for, for them. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Owen Muldoon wasn't feeling the love for the Kilmaine and Wood Miners. He said Kilmaine and Wood Miners can't hack Oldcastle, though. 
Oh, um, what is what's that in relevance to? Because they won the championship. Did, did they lose to Oldcastle in the league? No, no. I think Oldcastle were operating a little bit higher, but I'm led to believe that Oldcastle didn't even qualify. So um, you, you sort of have to be careful with these kind of things. Um, but there's obviously Massive a little bit of cross-parish rivalry there between the two North Meat clubs. Uh, Kilmain and Wood and Oldcastle, sure, there's days between them. I know they're not Derby. Me, I know they're not me Derby and whatever, but like, you know, you wouldn't think that they'd be. It's yeah, not like, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and interesting. Possibly Oldcastle not maybe enjoying the fact that, you know, Kilmain and Wood have, you know, gone out on their own and won a championship, which is something that we're obviously applauding here. It's great yeah. to see. Um, Something that's not great to see is Jamie Flaherty's moustache. Shane Crosby says, what on earth is it? He's in the middle of, or he's at the end of November at the minute, Mickey. Um, but it's one of the most hideous tashes I, I think I've ever seen, to be brutally honest with you. Davey, can you send that on to me on WhatsApp until I get a look? I, I wouldn't do that to you. You wouldn't sleep for a week, Mickey, if I sent it to you. Jesus, it's that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll send it to you when he shaves it off. Um Jelly in next, and he said, "What clubs are Rispin and Brennan eyeing up to manage next year in Mead?" Oh, look, <laughs> Davy and Jelly. I mean, you know, the world is our lobster at this stage. So <laughs> the world is our lobster. There's that many teams out there looking for managers. We could, we could surely take one, Davy. We could surely get one. You know, or I wouldn't, that I wouldn't mind the crack at uh, Dunboyne or Retort, Mickey. I think did. They'd be two yeah. decent jobs for us. Yeah, I uh, look. I, I I want a challenge though. Would that not be a challenge enough? No. Nah, 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 nah. I go in there like with Leinster with one of them. I want I want to bring a team, <laughs> I want to bring a team from the Myers right up and say, there you go, that's how it's done. Very good. I actually think the Pauls are looking for a manager. You might put in an application there. I'll win the junior championship with them. Never mind the junior two. Very good. Um, Joe McQueen, he wants to know if there's any rumours of new lads called into the Mead uh, panel. And again, something that we might actually look at doing a bit of a show on maybe next week, Mickey, try and get some information together. Um, I see the, the fixtures, actually. We should probably mention that Mead um, will be playing either Leash or Wicklow in the in the quarterfinal of the Leinster Championship. Um, so it's Leash or Wicklow in the first round and Mead will play the winner. And the O'Brien Cup fixtures have also come out. So Mead are going to have three games in the space of um, something like seven days in January as well. Uh, two away games, they're away to Leash and Wicklow possibly, is it? And they have a home game in the middle of it as well. I'm, I'm not sure if it's awfully, but three games in a very short space of time. So yeah, it'll be all go. Yeah, I think it's Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday um, for those three yeah. games, something like that. So um, it'll be interesting. That gives you know it gives Andy McAtee a chance to, you know, play three separate teams nearly in each of those games. So um, which is brilliant. Um, yeah, um, and look, it is a completely, it is taking on the role of a complete preseason tournament, and that is it. Like we would have thought of it like that before, but now it's really. You know, got that the emphasis of blooding in new players in in your uh, provincial cup. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's all from Instagram Interactive this week, Mick. Is that it from Instagram Interactive? Shane. Shane. Well, look. Um, before we finish up here, David, just to let our loyal Royals uh, listeners know that we have obviously that review of Trim and Saint Feckins. We are going to have our end of championship 
power rankings. And this is going to be brilliant because as I as promised, Davy Rispin is going to do his power rankings, but I'm also going to do um, my power rankings. Now, there's a little bit more rhyme and reason to mine than just picking teams that I like and putting them in. I have uh, an extensive bit of work uh, done here using spreadsheets and the likes and calculations and permutations and combinations of everything. A scoring chart for all teams that have played in all competitions this year. And, um, and from that, we will be able to compare our power rankings. So mine has a formula, Davy Rissman's doesn't. Davy, what do you think of that? I haven't seen anything of it yet. You haven't so seen it yet. Pass, no, no, I you ain't. Pass, I'll, I'll pass comment until I do. Yeah, well, look, um, it, it's funny because there was a lot... There's a lot to think about in it because you can't just give uh, each team in each competition points for winning a game and losing a game because then what we would have is a ranking system where we would have the top two teams in the senior championship being joined by the top two intermediate and the top two junior. So you had to give a certain amount of points for wins, losses, draws, score difference, um, relegation games relegation um you had to deduct points for that yeah there was a lot went into it david Rusman, but I, i'm i'm looking forward to showing you because it came out really really well and it's actually a fair reflection on the year there are a few teams that you'll be really surprised about and i think that only this time next year will be able, will we be able to say actually do you know what that ranking system was pretty 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 right and david Rusman as well we have another really exciting Loyal Royals podcast to go out. Of course, yourself and yourself did um, go up to the LGFA All-Star Awards night only a few weeks ago. And we did a, a diary of the day, basically, where myself and Davey Rispin were recording notes, uh, voice notes and whatever, and passed, sending them to each other. And then on the night, we took interviews in as we arrived before the awards, just after the awards, and later in the night as well. So um, it's just a kind of a diary of the day, and it's really well worth a listen. It's just a little memory of what was an absolutely amazing day for the Mead ladies footballers. Um, so do head on over to uh, Patreon forward slash We Are Mead to uh, sign up for the Loyal Royals podcast. Um, you know, we've got some really good ones this week. But for as from our We Are Mead podcast for this week, that is it. So remember, We Are Mead, why matters more.